0: This podcast is made possible by the generosity of listeners and viewers like you. Kindly consider a contribution through Patreon or PayPal. Links are in the details box. Any amount is appreciated. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle: The Beirut Banyan. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And to stay updated with video releases, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. I'm Rani Shatar. This is the Beirut Banyan. Before we get into Heaven Only Knows, and I've been listening to it, uh, I think on repeat the last two days, on Google Drive. That's awesome. So I have it on my phone. I'm actually listening to it. Um, it got me more and more excited to know that we're probably not going to talk about Samir Jaja or Nabi tonight. They're here. But
1: they're here. Uh. Yes. <laughs> There's Surprise. only two more. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Actually, then I know... I should have like, called them before yeah. coming. Yeah. I should have done that for you, I didn't know.
0: I really can't express how crazy it is to reconnect somewhat 11 12 years after first meeting.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think we crossed paths in in 2012.
0: 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I remember you musically inclined. I remember yeah. you were in Slutterhouse. Yeah. And I think we had a common friend. And yeah. if memory serves me right, you visited my favorite apartment i've ever lived in yeah next to the old lighthouse yeah absolutely so that for me is heaven and i never expected to see you again <laughs> until it was really by chance online on twitter i was like i think i know this guy and i think i know his sense of humor <laughs> Okay. And then I saw you on Saturday. I'm like, oh, my God, it's him.
1: Yeah. That's the same weirdo from 2012.
0: Uh, weirdo, I'll take it. It's a compliment. It's okay. a compliment. Yeah.
1: Okay. We both still have long hair, longish hair, yeah. but we're both graying. Yeah. I tried. I, I had short hair for, for five years. Oh, really? You yeah. went short? Yeah. Okay. I, it's just, I even, for six months, I even tried wearing colors. I tried different things. I just, yeah. I couldn't feel like myself. Well, we're, no. back. we're back. We're back. hair, but. Yes. Well, yeah. we're, we're expired a bit, but we're back. We're getting closer to the expiration date. So, yes. you know,
0: and we're both in Ashrafi rather than Hamra, yep. which I think is quite important. Mm-hmm. We have both maybe left our comfort zone. Um, we're going to get into your music. We're going to get into why perhaps why you've gone back to music. Mm. We'll go down that rabbit hole. It's a ra- rabbit hole I love. But before we jump into all that, um, I'm curious, given now that we've been in this country our whole lives, I guess, most of our lives. Uh, We've seen a rapid decline in our day-to-day lives since we first met. I think the last 10 years are quite striking. Uh, I'm going to start with something I thought I would end with and put it up front. What keeps you here? And the reason I'm starting with such a big, broad question is because I think of this question myself often. And the answer that comes to me is storytelling. Mm. For me, this is where every story I think of, every story I produce, every single uh sense that encourages that story it's all here i've never found it anywhere else Mm -hmm. and i've been fortunate to travel quite a bit nothing really hits home like this place and i don't want to sound too cliche but i think deep down that is the reason i'm I'm attached to the story i want to hear if any of that resonates with you and and why you stick around
1: well the 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 word home definitely resonates because it's the primary reason as to why I'm still here and I think this longing for home um, increases as we get older yeah. um, you know I spent nine years in Paris uh, in my 20s and to me it really felt like a second home and I still go back very often. Um, so and to me that's the perfect place to be like i have so much fun there i I really really love it but and i and i grew up hating lebanon i didn't grow up someone Mm -hmm. who loved this country i i I grew up here and i couldn't wait to leave yeah and i left after high school and i spent nine years abroad and then i came back in 2011 thinking that i was only here for six months oh really yeah my, my name stayed on the interphone in paris for six years so when we first met, you had just returned. Yeah, but I I was getting used to the idea that, mm. oh, I might be staying here for a while. But yeah. in my head, I was going to go back to Paris eventually. Right. But um, I don't know. Listen, it was a time when so many of my close friends came back mm. uh, at the same time and everybody started projects here be it uh, business projects artistic projects or even families starting families getting married getting kids and i think everybody around the same time felt that this isn't such a bad place to be because it does feel like home because everybody's around everybody we grew up with our families are here uh, this is a place where you can literally leave your house alone yeah go to a bar you're going to run into people you already know it's a big village really it's, yeah. a, it's a place where you can call anybody anytime They'll be available. There's, there, there will always be someone available. You don't have the sense of loneliness that you feel in Europe in January in, 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 in London or Paris, for example. This
0: loneliness, though, and I'm, I'm testing the waters already. I think I'm going to assume you prefer some solitude. Mm-hmm. And I demand it. Mm-hmm. When you leave this country and you need that, the rest of the time can be equally lonely. Yeah. Here, you're forced to socialize by default, does that make it a bit more comforting?
1: Well, I'm fortunate enough to not force it because I really surround myself with people that I really, really want to see. Mm. I want to yeah. see. So I don't. Right. To me, it's not. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and solitude and loneliness are two different things. Uh, you can be very lonely in a crowd of people, right? You can feel lonely in a crowd of people. Yeah. Um, w- 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 I have less of that here because I'm just surrounded by the right people, mm. uh, less and less, by the way, because most well, of yeah. them have left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them have left. And so t- to go back to the story, uh, um, which I, I, I feel betrayed and I feel uh, trapped. I feel that, uh, yeah, that would be because we came back thinking this isn't such a bad place if you're comfortable enough financially to get away every every few weeks, you know, breathe a little travel three to four times a year if you can. Mm. Mm this is not such a bad place to be because it's home. And now uh, they've taken it away again. And I I don't know. I'm still here to answer your question. Um, For very pragmatic reasons, uh, my my, my parents are still here. Uh, They're not getting any younger. My siblings Mm -hmm. are away. So um, staying close to them, I guess. And I
0: always feel bad when I answer this question, if anyone ever asks me, and I don't put these people up front, even though maybe I should. I think it's the story for me. Yeah, yeah, you said it. Yeah, and I I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I agree with everything else you're saying. The people make it special. Uh, The close ones, if they're still here, it's sort of, it's added value to this wonderful story. Yeah. And like you said, when they leave, you feel something about that story that's withering away. Yeah. But uh, I'm always curious why an artistic person decides to stay in one of the most volatile places on planet Earth. And I, I like knowing that there's a lot of um, a lot of familiarity. And uh, I came back to the country a few years earlier than 2011 with the same kind of outlook. And I think I'm exactly where you are right now.
1: Yeah, but you feel betrayed. Too? I, uh,
0: yes i never put it that way before but uh, there is a feeling of betrayal and i don't know exactly i can't put faces on that betrayal
1: like i feel more anger than sadness i'm angry you know yeah because when you're betrayed you're you're it's it's i think it's a type of anger more than a type of sadness it's it's just uh, yes uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely not not healthy feelings,
0: but... (laughs) It's unhealthy. And that said, whenever there's that that rage or whatever it is inside, that anger, I think uh, better work comes out.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Now, I'm going to test the waters even further. Uh, I've listened to your music before. Yeah. Um, I think your current single is by far my favorite track you've produced. With Grave Jones? Yes. Oh, wow. So comes out today and I'm not trying to make it extra special that it came out today (laughs) but I really mean it I I listened to it 20 times or more
1: that's fantastic
0: and I like that uh, the the music video is that classical portrayal of a couple figuring things out and it's such familiar territory because I love rock music yeah and I think rock music is not exactly that loved anymore yeah unfortunately yeah but uh, let's let's dive into at least the genre your earlier music was not Maybe that rock-oriented. Yeah. It was maybe a bit of, I, I don't want to say, electronic. It but is. Maybe it is. Yeah. It, it was, was more, more. Yeah. It was electronic pop. Electronic pop. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And it shouldn't be. That's not condescending. That's more like that's factual. Yeah. But there was a rock. There was appreciation for rock music in it, and I think that's your yeah. side of the story. Yeah. This is really classic rock, and the more alternative scene that I'm familiar with from the early 90s, not classic from the 50s, 60s, more what I grew up with, Mm -hmm. early 1990s, mid-90s music. Is that a deliberate decision on your part to go to something back that maybe you feel is more more jovial and more innocent than where we are right now? Because I didn't hear any, uh, I didn't hear tragedy in the track. Mm -hmm. I hear actually just the familiar the, what people should be dealing with rather than what we're dealing with. Okay. A couple problems and very simple and very easy yeah. to enjoy. So is that is that deliberate or is that just where you are right now? Okay. <laughs> so these... Uh, um,
1: okay, there's a lot of questions, but I'm going to split it in two. So the first part is the difference, the move from Electronic pop slaughterhouse to Grave Jones Rock. Yes. And then uh, talking about... Uh, uh, whatever you felt listening to uh, heaven only knows yes specifically mm-hmm. okay well um we're definitely not the same i'm not the same person i was mm. 10 15 years ago yeah and Th- wh- thankfully yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree you know you know how many people i meet and they're like what do you mean that's you, bad you, that's not good you shouldn't be proud of it. Yes, right. Yes. I, I've thought the same thing for 30 years. That's not good. <laughs> don't do that. You should start trying. Yeah. So um, what, what people don't know is that I, was, I grew up as a rocker and I grew up mm-hmm. playing the guitar and uh, I grew up playing around rock bands. It just happened that this experimental project of um, collaboration with electronic producer, worked out for me Hmm. so it wasn't so i i didn't expect i didn't expect it to be as big as it became that quickly but it did and all of a sudden i've i i was like well if that's what's working then i'm gonna go ahead and do it and then i convinced myself Mm -hmm. that i well if we're producing music in 2010 i want it to sound like 2020 that guitars are dated i got rid of my guitar Um, I don't want so I I would use a guitar to to write the songs but then when we would go to the studio to produce them I would look for other more intricate more interesting sounds but I like you were looking at 2020 back in 2010 yeah I like that because I want I want it to be futuristic and I wanted all of that my concerns are extremely different Mm. now Mm. Uh, I think having been away from music for 7 years and then deciding to go back plus I think I'm in the middle of my midlife crisis (laughs) which, which is Which is a revival of your teenage angst. you know. uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I I just had this surge of unapologetically me. Hmm. I I said to myself, I want to make music without a care in the world about what music I'm supposed to be doing, what's in, what's out. Uh, what kind of sound is hip right. I don't care I just told myself there's enough room for everybody and I've noticed that most of my favorite artists, the artists that I relate to what was so special about them is not that they were parts of a specific trend at a particular time but it was more that they made such an honest music that they mm. could on, it could only sound like them
0: is this the music you would have been making had you not found yourself in what has become, I think, more standard, electronic genre? Is
1: had I not gone through that experience? Yeah. I mean, is this what was in you already and it's coming out now? Well, what's still coming, What? What? what's the similarities are the pop aspect. I still write pop songs. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I like that. Yeah. I like, I, I like writing uh, catchy songs. Yes. I yeah. like catchy melodies. Um I like having a quite pop structure to the songs. Mm. What changed for me now is just the sound. So uh right. I'm unapologetic about having guitar solos, about having heavy guitars, about yeah. having some screaming if I want to, about <laughs> having th- all different all, all sorts of aggressive vocals if I want to. I can. I didn't know how to sing then with Slaughterhouse by the way. I was more like it was uh, you know I a to singer-songwriter permission. but
0: we've never talked about this. We've yeah. only we only met a few times. Uh I think it's less performance now and more it's raw.
1: Yeah. And I yeah, yeah.
0: I remember Slutterhouse and my my sort of entry into that world as more it there is there is a performative element there. Yeah. And I, I appreciate maybe now I'm looking for something uh real. Yeah. And I think I, I I get from the music that there's even I hope I get this right, you're really deliberately turning off Beirut. Yeah. I yeah, didn't hear yeah, anything yeah, yeah. about Lebanon. But there's not, there's no even, uh, even the music video is, is a universal story. It's not yeah. Lebanese tragedy. Yeah, the electricity didn't go yeah. out, for example. Yeah, <laughs>
1: this, this is this is something that I've had a hard time with for for since the Slaughterhouse days. For example, mm. the first records first tour, nobody knew we were Lebanese. Just yeah. only because I was based in Paris, right. I just didn't feel right playing that card. Yes, because then. I would be known for the story and not for the music. Right. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and we have so many examples of uh, bands from this region who make great music, but who end up making it to the internet on the international press, not and, but not a single music magazine because yes, musically right. nobody cares. We just care about the story that they're Arab and they're yes. they're, you know, it's socially and politically important and uh, you know. But uh, so I was, um, I, I kind of. Uh, was allergic to that from the start which I, I i still am even though now if something related to beirut would be part of my story as an artist i would not feel like i'm faking it because i'm in the fucking middle of it and i'm in the middle right. of the tragedy yeah. and i'm in the middle of i'm in the worst place on earth right now yeah probably <laughs>
0: well, one of the worst
1: yeah yeah probably yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah. So uh, I wouldn't feel like I'm faking it to, to, to try to, to using that card. But when it comes to songwriting specifically, um, I'm just more sensitive to uh, intimate miseries. Right. Yeah. Uh, to, you, know, <laughs> you
0: know, and I think that that is the kind of music I look to. Uh, I listen to and uh, I don't want to overstep here, but I hear I hear my favorite bands when you're playing music. And it could be something simple. I hear what? Dave Grohl, really, his guitar, not his drums, okay. obviously. Right. You know, I've I've never really listened to the Foo Fighters. Your guitar riffs are not they. Uh, your guitar riffs are really reminding me of the Foo Fighters as they were getting famous, their second, third albums. Well, my
1: my publicist says that, but I've
0: I've never really listened to the Foo Fighters, I, so I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Listen to the. I take my word for it. Even the way Dave Grohl. Sort of, maybe he goes a bit with his voice at times. I think uh, I really think you should listen to Dave Grohl <laughs> before he before he uh, starts listening to you. Right. <laughs> so who's that that would be funny.
1: That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I've listened to him a lot as a drummer. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But so there's that. It's alternative rock, and uh, it's as you said, it's pop, but it's not pop in that sort of slapstick way. It's,
1: no, uh, it's pop. Like Nirvana pop, because you know, exactly. n- n- yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the whole thing about Nirvana, about Kurt Cobain, really was that he used to write songs like the Beatles. Yes, right. But he had this heavy sound, and he had this yeah. amazing scream. He had this thing about yeah. he has the, he had this personality behind it. But the songs themselves, you play them on the piano, they're fantastic pop songs, and they're so simple. Yeah, exactly. And they're beautiful. Exactly. So now we're, in a way, dating ourselves,
0: too, because... Uh, in we're, a way, sorry? We're, we're dating ourselves a bit, because when we start saying names like Kurt Cobain yeah. and Nirvana, yeah. I, I, I know that you know that band. Deep down, you probably worship you worshipped at some point that band. Yeah. I think the younger generation is a bit lost. <laughs> I don't think they have that kind of appreciation for rock music. Yeah. And I, I, I may be wrong here, but I, I don't hear rock music anymore even Mm. when I on occasion when I listen to the radio or if you just sort of tune in a bit rock music has taken a step back Mm. in its popularity. Mm. Uh, I'm curious why you think that is because I I can't really put my finger on it other than it requires patience Mm -hmm. and I don't think you can make sort of instant rock music. Yeah, You can make instant sort of very very uh, catchy electronic music you can make cheap music very quickly it catches on and it becomes the attention span is unnecessary rock music the way i understood it you buy a record and you listen to every track and you think about it yeah and you may one day want to even become a musician because of yeah. that yeah. so is it do you think it relates to that kind of people don't have patience anymore to enjoy a record but mm. you're releasing singles yeah. and I know that there's an album coming yeah. out in January you're doing it the old-fashioned way yeah you're not uh, just sort of throwing them yeah yeah
1: well I certainly agree with your second point uh, the way I mean consumer behavior has drastically changed mm. and I'll talk about that in a second But I'm not sure to what extent it's related to the drop of popularity of of rock music. I never Mm -hmm. thought about it that Mm -hmm. way. Maybe there could be, you're just triggering a thought, so I'm definitely gonna think about it Uh, later tonight. But I never made that connection. But I mean, as far as rock is concerned, People have been saying rock is dead since the '70s, right? Since disco, and it just keeps coming back. And it's in waves. It's it's it will mm-hmm. never go anywhere. It's just it stops being mainstream, so it's not in the top ten radio charts. But it doesn't mean that it's not there. It has an audience. It has a crazy audience. They're mm. insanely popular bands. But it, you know, yeah, it's not on the top ten of Mix FM. You know,
0: <laughs> are there famous rock bands at the moment?
1: Well, I listen to Greta Van Fleet okay so this is great i don't even know who that is so that's okay they're famous well they're they're young um i think now a few months ago they released i think their third record and now the guys are 25 but they started when they were like 18 19 and they were very divisive because they in the early records they really sounded a lot like led zeppelin okay so you had people who were (laughs) enthusiastic about them saying well they're introducing this sound to a younger generation so that's really cool And you had the haters who would say, well, if I want to listen to Led Zeppelin, copycats, well, I might as well listen to Led Zeppelin. And I felt more into, I wasn't hating on them, but I didn't really listen because I was not interested. Uh, I would rather listen uh, to Led Zeppelin. But then came that third record, which makes sense if you think about it. Everybody was being so harsh on these kids who (laughs) were 18, 19. You're expecting them to reinvent the history of music. Of course, you're going to start by mimicking and imitating your favorite artists when you're young. That third record, they grew into themselves. You can definitely feel the Led Zeppelin influence, but they sound nothing like Led Zeppelin. And it's a fucking fantastic record oh wow oh yeah I'm, I'm listening to it um, on loop I,
0: I love it, it I mean, so you found this music is it something that is caught on
1: is there international recognition yeah there yeah, is, there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. these guys tour they fill stadiums yeah. and things like that yeah. so there is okay so there's still it's there it's just not on the radio it's not mainstream right. and uh, you know but this happens a lot I mean in the 80s where rock was very popular and it got to a point where all the bands sounded and looked the same and became boring yes. yeah, yeah, the yeah. same thing is happening now with I think hip hop and R&B it's this oversaturation, and at some point right. something's gonna change but this always happens with music I feel yeah um now moving on to your second point uh, how the way we, consu- we consume music has yes yeah, drastically changed because before I mean I don't know I, I could afford one or two records a month yes, right? right so yeah. I would buy that record and I would have to sit with it yes for a month
0: and it could be sometimes 20 dollars if it's yeah uh, yeah expensive. if it's a CD, yeah, it was CD. The, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I could
1: buy more than one tape obviously but right. CDs you know yeah, you yeah. could afford one or two CDs and yes. and you you had to sit with it and you would have an instant favorite song and then it will move on to another one the week after. And I would know every lyric, every yep. drum roll, every thing about the record. Plus, there was an element of freshness to it because that record was only competing with my other records. Right. It wasn't competing yeah. with every existing music in the history of the universe, which right. is one click away. Yeah. So when I release a record now, I'm competing with the forty thousand songs that w- that were released on the same day, but also I'm competing with the Rolling Stones and Michael Jackson and <laughs> everybody's a click away. And if you have, you know, subscription, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, you're everybody's a click a click away. Yeah, but I think so. It's difficult. difficult. It's, diffi- it's difficult because you can't really blame the consumer. Yes, it's yeah. it's, uh, it's what's it's that technology that's prominent now and. Uh, i I don't know if there's a, a I'm not sure how to answer that if if you could reverse that process
0: I think we were forced to take our time,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and we're not anymore but but you know but
1: not not just with music right exactly we we, we, we used to yeah. hang out. I think people forgot how to hang out. That's so true. Because now you're constantly on your phone. You don't have to hang out. But, yes. but we, we used to gather in groups <laughs> yes. and then go to the mall or somewhere stupid and yeah. just hang out. We would sit on stairs. <laughs> and we would talk about music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. right. Yeah.
0: The, hmm. So I wonder, because I a lot of things that have happened, and I like that we can date our... When we first met and where we are now... Are we the same age? I'm 40
1: okay you're, you're a bit older
0: okay yeah I, a couple I, of years a couple of years but we're the yeah, yeah we're the same we're It's the, same. the i mean the fact that you bought a cd <laughs> is old enough you're old enough <laughs> the every conversation i have today uh i know that it's rushed every every time i communicate with somebody there's something else happening yeah and every time i'm trying to do something there's a thousand other things that I know are not important, but yeah. they're there. And I think, I'm going to speculate here, the last few years, we've seen a lot of difficulty away from Lebanon, just the, the pandemic yeah. on its own. And I think we got worse in that limited patience realm. I really think, even though we know each other on social media, yeah. we've interacted with each other on Twitter, and I think we know the same crowd that we interact with. Yeah. That's the light side of it. And I enjoy the light side. I think the dark side has destroyed us. And I'm, I'm going all the way with this. I think social media has made it impossible to be rational. Oh. And we, oh. I, I'll give you one example. And we talked about this, actually. And I'm, I'm really happy that you, you mentioned it before we started recording. Um, an issue like... COVID and the vaccine oh. There's suddenly a debate A, a debate that's meaningless mm. Or a debate that Is not being debated the right way yeah. And then on social media There's a wall, two sides um, I think actually That's probably the most difficult topic Every single issue now Is being uh, There's a war going on online And yeah. I think it's Patience is not part of the story there On the contrary, it's conflict yeah, Perpetual conflict. I've said a lot here, but do you think that that is something that we just simply did not grow up with? And at least we know that there's something better than this mess. And even if it's sort of a bit romantic, like hanging out, or even taking your time and trying to understand something, I think there's s- something very valuable there that's no longer with us. Yeah. Well, well. yeah, you did say a lot of things. <laughs> no, <laughs> just because... <the>, <coughs> This lack of attention, yeah, quick, uh, quick gratification, yeah, and everything has to be delivered so fast. Mm-hmm. If you're not on Spotify,
1: it's you're hard. lost. Yeah, you're
0: lost. But you're lost on Spotify you're too. You're lost either way. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But, but you still can't do without, yeah.
0: Right, and social media, I really think has yeah, driven well, driven us crazy. Uh,
1: I tend to agree. I mean, th- the only reason I'm on social media is because I have music and books to promote at yeah. some point. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, I, I I don't think it's fun. Like when I when I have when I, I post regularly, uh, sometimes I have fun with it. But believe me, and I, if I could do without it, I would, and would be more than happy without it. Yeah. Uh, when I have nothing to post, and I f- and I feel that I have to post a picture of my dogs be- to just be ahead of the algorithm, so that the next <laughs> time I post something important. It's visible. Right. I yeah, don't yeah. think it's fun. I don't find it particularly stimulating, but it's a game I have to play because I have something to I'm not there for the selfies. I'm there because I have music to promote. And uh, that's, that's it. the, only way, yeah, it. That's yeah, the yeah. only way to do it. Yeah. That's the only way to do it now. Yeah. So but definitely when it comes to this polarization and the, it's like a war scene on social media, because there's really no room for nuance. It's not the right space for that. I mean, you what well, you have a tweet is 240 characters what debate are you going to have in 240 characters it's just impossible so the space is not made for it the space is made to just take you into two opposite channels it either takes you into the sorry it either takes you into the channel of validation so where you speak to people who think the same as you as you and they like or the opposite—they troll you, and exactly. they uh, and they how would you call that? You, they they quote retweet you or something. Oh, like yeah, yeah. that. Yes, uh, yes. So it's this is pretty much it. And if you're not mentally strong enough to understand that, then stay away. Because yeah. another thing that the human brain was not ready for is the depersonalized interactions you have with just nicknames. You know, you. Yeah. Uh, I, I tweeted it um, a few weeks ago when I was the victim of an assault. It's not an assault. I don't. I was laughing at it uh, <laughs> by Adele fans oh, on, yeah, yeah, on Twitter. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it made me laugh. But I was thinking, dude, if I were a 14-year-old kid getting all of these, this was probably. This would have probably destroyed me. I don't give a shit. I was yeah. happy. If anything, the following day, I almost. It's more fun. I, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I was about to say, by the way, did I mention that and then say it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't <laughs> care about that. But the idea that. So I, I tweeted saying social media is what the world would look like if there were no consequences to people's actions. So the only reason yeah. people behave is because nobody's going to come to you on the street and tell you, hey, fuck you to your face because they can get punched and, you right. know. But on social media, they can do that. Yeah. So they don't get an emotional response from you. So they don't know if, if somebody says something mean. If you know, if, if you're a kid and you go to school and, you know, kids don't really know what they're doing, so they try things. So a yeah. kid goes yeah. to the other kid and punches him and then he sees the kid crying and all of a sudden he's like, oh, what the fuck? No, I right. mean, But you don't have these emotional triggers uh, anymore on social media because you're just talking to an endless stream of uh, usernames. Yes. And so you don't have emotional responses. You can really be as mean and as angry as you want without bearing any consequences to what you're saying. It's hell on Earth. But um,
0: but do, do you think that that ties into why everyone's more frustrated, more frustrated than they need to be? And that you can't really solve problems easily because it it almost seems like every issue that comes up, we have to fight it out on social media.
1: Well, I I think there's a very neurological reason. It's a brain Mm -hmm. overload. We're not, we're we're not, we're not, we're not prepared, evolutionarily speaking, we're not prepared to absorb that much information. Right. Right. Plus, we do it. Yeah. First thing we wake up. Most people's first reflex is they wake up, they reach out for their phone and they start scrolling. Do you know what that does to your brain? You know that in in the first hour when you wake up, right after you wake up, this is the time that first hour when your brain is just processing all the information and reshuffling it did during sleep, right? So it's restructuring. It's uh, uh, um, it's restructuring everything and uh, it's tidying up your brain basically. So and then this, you smack
0: it with the. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's horrible.
1: So <laughs> yeah. really, if you ask any neuroscientist, any uh, they'll tell you people are going insane because the behaviors and the, the new habits developed, you yeah, they do make people insane. Why are people so obsessed with uh, mental health and happiness? This is a symptom because nobody's happy and nobody's mentally healthy. Right. If you're happy, you never talk about happiness, period. That's true. Happy people don't talk about happiness. You're right. Happy people are just happy. But this culture that's obsessed yes. with happy, 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 with how to be healthy, how do you mental... Yeah. Uh, and the same people who hashtag mental health awareness are the same ones who bully you if you say something they disagree with, by the way. <laughs> uh, um, these are all symptomatic. That's actually quite uh, quite ironic. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones that are punching
0: people. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's true. I've seen it.
0: But, um, but I mean... I'm, this is a huge question. But the reason I'm the reason I'm taking liberty and going very broad is because I'm lucky to know that you're an AUB philosophy instructor. Yeah. So I can go with I can go as far as I need to. I'll do my best. This, yeah. yeah. No, but do you think that also has an impact on music? So and I'll give you an example. People don't have the patience to listen to a full track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people want to just be gratified with something yeah. so fast and then they can skip. Yeah. You know? Oh, this is not yeah, interesting, yeah. the first five seconds didn't give me that hook yeah go on yeah and i really think by just listening to a a little bit of your recent music you've taken me back to a time where i can't do that and i like that yeah i have to listen to the whole track there's a story yeah so i i'm wondering if you see the consequences even in in what you love doing which is definitely yeah
1: they're definitely in the same pot mm, mm. you know you're told if, if you go on these YouTube uh, videos where they tell you how to release music they teach you how to play that game so they tell you your video has to be interesting the first three seconds right. otherwise people right. are gonna skip yeah. really that's the pressure you're putting on me to make it interesting for the first three seconds yeah really that's what you're giving. that's the chance you're giving me I'm putting I'm pouring my fucking heart out into what I'm doing and you're telling me you got three seconds Otherwise, somebody's gonna skip. It.
0: So YouTube is already in, like that's their way of making money. That's I, I'm not
1: sure YouTube does that, but it's it's them knowing consumer behavior. Right. That uh, usually, if uh, for example on 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 Instagram, I know that uh, yeah, maybe like five seconds, it already counts as one play. So if if, if something plays right. for more than five seconds, it's one view or one play or something. Yeah, because most people, and yeah, it is it 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 is difficult because you want to put so much effort and a lot of time money Into something that means so much to you, but you know that like video for example, but you know that It's gonna be watched on a tiny screen like that with people scrolling with their finger It's it it is a mindfuck and I know that you spend time making these music videos so I'm gonna
0: reference to your most recent music video which came out today yeah yeah. which i saw it on instagram yeah and you know it's so funny that when i you sent it to me in a google drive folder i click open and sit down and i watch it on my laptop that's as close as i can get to mtv in the 90s for me mtv was everything yeah and i would finish school or finish work and before
1: mtv became crap yeah well, before they stopped playing music, before they became exactly. Before <laughs> when they used
0: to be music, I would love watching the full music video, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'd see the the artist and the the track, and you'd learn. You know, and it would require some patience. I watched your music video, the most recent one that came out today, for heaven only knows, on my laptop. I enjoyed opening it and watching it, and I wanted to know where the story goes. Yeah. And it already reminded me so much of those older music videos the way that the way it started. It's like, oh, this is this is a real music video. This is not 10 seconds. This is a story
1: and it's narrative. It's not conceptual or uh, exactly.
0: And then I saw it on Instagram and it's funny. I didn't watch it on Instagram. I said, oh, that's how it works. Of course, I'm not going to five minutes on Instagram. No, but on my laptop, I know what I'm doing. I open it. And I felt it yeah but then I don't know will people actually take the time on Instagram to watch it probably not that ruins I think the experience because I know that you spent time on that music video yeah I know that smithereens which came out almost a month ago or even more and more more. late August late August yeah I mean the effort and I know that you made a lot of effort Putting that video together when there's no electricity. It was terrible, yeah. In the heat. Yeah, 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 it was horrible. And you made it happen. Yeah. I don't want to see that on on Instagram. (laughs) Because I know, I know what you went through to make that music video. Yeah. But how does it feel for you as an artist?
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, listen, um, my concern is elsewhere. My attention is elsewhere. Because Mm -hmm. the way I see it is, well, and I I don't want to sound bleak or gloomy, but uh, to me, I'm, I'm... Whenever I'm doing anything now, I'm always thinking about, well, um, what would I want to leave behind? Yeah. When I'm gone. I'm not saying I'm dying now, but <laughs> eventually I'm, um, we're all going to go. If you know, a kid in 2100, whatever, uh, 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 just stumbles upon, discovers what I used to do. Mm. Um, you know, how would would they get to know me a little bit? Would they would 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 they relate to what I'm doing? Would they feel some of my uh, suffering? Would they feel some of my pain? Would they will, will they feel less alone? Will they feel more isolated? Well, I'm very conscious of that, and uh, I, I'm I'm just trying to because when whenever you decide to release anything, yeah, you're re- really and that's to me that's the greatest thing about art. You're really leaving a trace of yourself out in the world to be independent. Yeah. so uh, uh, this is all I think about so I'm not th- the rest is secondary so of course it is annoying to know that you're going to put so much effort into something and people are just going to s- scroll through with it and everything but I try to put my attention elsewhere and it is it really is well what what, what is it what really matters to me is uh, I'm leaving bits and pieces of myself out in the world and I'm curious to see the independent lives they could have that's interesting Uh, so you really you're
0: just it's about it's really about the craft and the content and everything else is yeah secondary yeah i appreciate that actually i think i live the same way i don't always i I do look at instagram sometimes or just social media to know that it's i don't i know that that's not where i want to be yeah i'm forced to be there yeah but uh yeah i agree with you yeah you know
1: how many people uh, uh tried to talk me into because sometimes I post I do stupid stuff and I post funny things and these are the things that get most traction mm-hmm. and everyone's like well you should do more of this and more of that I'm thinking you'll get more followers I'm not interested in more followers yeah exactly I, I'm in I'm not I'm not trying to be an Instagram influencer I'm a musician <laughs> trying to promote music through Instagram yeah so if I'm gonna have 1 million followers but only 10 of them are listening to my music I don't care about the, the the other million. Like, I really don't. Yeah. And I really don't. I'm glad like, you're I saying wholeheartedly this. don't. So, it's it's tricky because you... Like we said earlier, you're kind of forced to play that game. And I do my best and I do enjoy it and I have a lot of fun on it. Um, but, but I mean, there's also a reason why I don't follow a lot of people. Because yeah. I don't want to fall in the trap of... Th- then I want to keep up with everybody. So, I don't right. do that. And people think I'm rude because I don't follow back. But... Forgive me. The only reason I don't is because for my own sanity, I, I, because if I follow you, I'm going to want to keep up with you. And then they'll probably uh, want yeah. you out. <laughs> I would rather choose yeah. it. I would rather yeah. like decide, oh, I wonder what this person's up to, and then I'll go on their profile right. rather than have it be but imposed on me. I'm
0: so happy you're, no, you're emphasizing that the number of followers is simply irrelevant. For it, me, it, 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 it definitely is there, irrelevant. There's no link to your appreciation of your music or, no, no. or whatever. It makes zero difference and, in my life. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's something there and we we talked about this briefly that is I think a uh, maybe a form of democratization oh yeah so I have an Instagram account you have one yeah uh, we all, all of us have one and we all have the same tool and how to use it yeah I guess it's there's a lot of everything that could go wrong in that democratization experience goes wrong yeah. on social media and you can have Fake things emerging, treated as valid. Important. As, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I think uh, that may have had ripple effects on how we even... Not just how we live, how we govern ourselves. And there's something about democracy there. And the ability for all of us to amplify our voices all the time. Yeah. To the point that it becomes anarchy. Yeah. So... Is there anything you can say to that? And it just may be your own experiences. Yeah. Online, making your own content and seeing this crisis emerging. Mm.
1: Well, here's the thing. I think this started with um, there's definitely a, a, a negative type of democratization, which mm. is uh, democracy by dragging people down as opposed to pulling everybody up. So whoever right. stands out, we want to pull it down pull them down and have them be at the same level as everybody. Right. This type yeah. of democracy that doesn't like exceptions, that doesn't like people who are, who are slightly more talented, who are more exceptional, who are more interesting, who are smarter, who are more knowledgeable. They don't like that. They want you to think that everybody is the same and we're all down. Right. So this happens. How does this happen in, in culture? Well. Um, remember Paris Hilton? <laughs> yeah, Paris. I, I love Paris Hilton. She's like the, one of the most hilarious, one of celebrities. the most talented uh, musicians of all time. She's hilarious, <laughs> and, yeah. and I think she's she's fantastic. Well. But if you th- if you think about it, uh, she was <laughs> in our modern era, at least, and really um, the beginning of the internet. She was the first person who was famous yeah. for nothing, for just being Paris Hilton, for yeah. just being yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's okay. true. So here's the point I'm I'm getting at. Before, if uh, before I mean we grew up wanting to do something that would get us fame as a concomitant, as a as a as a uh, uh, as a collateral. Right. So yeah, yeah. I want to be a musician, and if I want to succeed, I'm going to be famous. I right. want to be an actor, and if I succeed, I'm going to be famous. Yeah. The recognition so, is yeah, yeah, yeah you, because yeah. you're recognized for what you're doing. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, but then you, you had the Paris Hilton type, which came, it couldn't have happened without the Internet. So it happened with the Internet. Yes. And then Kardashian is magnified by, like, multiplied by thousands. And these are, because look how society functions, if a function, society's function. By you always look, well, who are the most appreciated people in a society? And it tells you a lot about the values of such society. Yeah. So if you see that the most followed people on social media are people who don't have particular talents people tell you all well, they're great business people great so they're salespeople.
0: yeah
1: but they're not they don't have they're not they don't have creative talents they don't have uh, um are, there's nothing art artistic about it there's nothing there's no depth about it there's nothing intellectual about it now why does it work yeah because it gives everybody the illusion that uh, um, and you briefly mentioned it earlier. It gives people the illusion that I don't have to work that hard or be that special to actually make it. Yes. Because yeah, yeah, lo- yeah, b- because, exactly. look at, because look at him or look at her. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is have a slight genetic advantage. Maybe not look too bad, uh, have a little bit of style uh, wear uh, maybe maybe be rich to buy nice clothes and then yeah. put, post them. And chances are it might work. So it gives yeah. you the illusion of easiness, you know. If she can make it, or if he can make it, why can't I make it? Since they right. don't, they, they, she didn't spend twenty years uh, working her piano skills t- in order to become somebody. No, right. it, it, it doesn't matter. So, uh, the, so it's like rapid fame. Yeah, for w- without for much work, without much work. So, yeah. and that's very appealing. Yes, because that's. I mean, the. the it, I, I don't. I, I think it's sad, yeah. but it, it is the state of the dominant culture uh, nowadays on social media and it has been the case for years now but obviously it's more and more exacerbated because you see it but uh, yes people who, who are famous for just being and not doing and so yes the people who spend more time polishing their crafts and doing all of this um, people are not that interested in them because nobody wants, nobody, n- 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 nobody has time to, uh, 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 to, to dedicate uh, to, to a craft or to a skill because everybody's impatient. You want quick reward, so you know if you st- if you pick up a guitar now, you're not going to be good at it before ten years, right? So exactly, oh, that's a long-term investment, man. But if you start a fa- an Instagram account now, you want the likes immediately. So there has to be another way to get the likes than uh, spending ten years learning the guitar. If you could apply philosophical lens on that issue
0: on its own, do you sense that there's something that is beyond our control that's happening?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so it's not because the the lure. But but that's why there, that's why there's no one to blame. Right. Know? Exactly. No. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's it's a simple observation.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's this—the way you described it—is that's my life. The first thing, six in the morning, yeah. I shouldn't even be awake. Yeah. I'm already on Twitter or I'm reading other news. I'm—I'm I'm getting stressed for no reason.
1: If you can just leave one hour, honestly, you'll see changes instantly. Oh, the, that first day.
0: Those five six hours when uh, Instagram and Facebook were out. Oh what's yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was night, like, That nice. evening. Great. Yeah. And I realized, oh yeah, yeah, I'm always on them.
1: Yeah, but you, you know, sorry, when yeah. that happened, <laughs> I, I I did fantasize. I was like, wow, what if there's no internet anymore for a week? That would be amazing. If we just had to learn to live without it for a week, and then I started thinking, maybe it should be like a thing yeah. every year. World leader decides that okay, no internet for a week. It's just one week per year.
0: And it's not even we're not ending life. It's just no internet. Yeah. But but something about the. Technology and art
1: and creativity it's really dumbed it down yeah I, so where does well, because you didn't have other stuff to do like I mean I mean I, we grew up um, as kids in the 80s and then teenagers in the 90s mm-hmm. right yeah you were in your room alone you yeah. had nothing to do so, that's true so you, you, you had to read a book or you had yeah. to play an instrument every kid had a guitar uh, in their house yeah uh, you, you, you because you, n- now um if you're on your phone, you're connected to even if you don't particularly want to talk to somebody, most likely you'll just send a random tweet or send somebody a random joke or or a sticker or a, yeah, because you never have to be alone. That's true, and that's the difference. You never have to be alone. Yet, are we sounding like? No, but old people were sounding. I don't I want that because I'm just describing. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not being like, oh, and back in my days. That's really not how I'm trying to portray it. I'm just describing a clear difference between life with the internet and life before the internet. We're the last generation, yeah, that knows what it what it means
0: to create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that requires so much time and effort. Yeah, and then the the uh, the consequence is a lot better quality than the short term gratification that comes out now which is my way of saying thank you for going back to the old form of releasing music <laughs> of having tracks of having music videos and then there's an album launch in January yeah, yeah, so yeah. it should be you're not just throwing it out all on on Spotify in one go saying I'm back Yeah. and I, I think it's okay to if the numbers don't match I think it's
1: better because then you know that those are the people that are still appreciative of your art. yeah no no definitely I mean the first single did get and that that made me very happy because it got a lot of attention Um, mostly UK press it got played Mm -hmm. on like over 300 radios worldwide it's still spinning Um, but a lot of press in the UK but mostly music blogs so that made me very happy yeah Uh, they didn't care where I came from or anything it it was just like that's such a Cool rock track and yeah. uh, Grave Jones bringing rock back to pop to the pop charts and all of that. I was. It didn't matter that, that didn't you're really in Beirut. No. Yeah, no, 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 that no. must feel good. Yeah, yeah, because you feel validated in that community of people who like that type of music. Right. Um, you know, like I mean, I I I grew up. Uh, I don't know, rushing to the store to buy Guitar Mag or Guitar World and to just look at pictures of Joe Perry and Slash and these guys. <laughs> a, <you> know. <laughs> you know,
0: thankfully, Slash is back, but Slash is, uh, he's deteriorated quite a bit. I mean, I saw him on stage. Not Slash too long
1: or, or Axel, or, or, or you mean, who's deteriorated? Both. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean,
0: sorry, not. Det- so
1: Slash is pretty good. He's, I mean, th- he's
0: very cool for what he's. He must be, what, mid-50s? Yeah, late 50s. Yeah, late 50s, yeah. he 50s. still has it, but when you get a little too close, like, oh my God, he's, he's, he's old. They're old, man. They're old, they're, old, they're, they're old. old. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, Axel doesn't sound the same. The guy's 60. The guy's 60, and that band, which may be one of or the best heavy rock bands of all time, uh, it took them a decade before they could actually release Appetite for Destruction. There was uh, uh,
1: appetite. Uh, no appetite six, was six quite or exercised. seven years. No, wasn't it that they got early '80s? They were. Oh no no! They formed in '85, but they were like uh, different bands, and then right when yeah. they first got together, I think it was in '85. No no, a couple of years. And okay. uh, uh, appetite was very raw and very intuitive. But Slash in his bedroom at
0: age 16, with David Bowie dating his mom. Yeah. Axel uh, as a teenager writing, scribbling down November Rain as a kid. And that they took their time to finally become who they were. You can't do that today.
1: Yeah, well, you have that a lot. And they suffered and they suffered, of course. And they had to they had to polish their craft by playing. You have a lot of artists uh, who now who are very good songwriters, Mm. for example. Very good uh, musicians, songwriters Um, today. uh, Yes. So so they can record something. And release it on the internet and it can become a sensation overnight but then because they don't have they they, they didn't have to go through the touring circuit they're not just not seasoned musicians they're not polished so you throw them live and it just doesn't sound good yeah but all our all our favorite bands pre-internet the only way to make it was to keep gigging keep touring keep touring until somebody noticed you right you know because somebody had to notice you live and not on the internet right so uh, obviously, it's, uh, as with everything, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, the internet is a fantastic tool. On the other hand, yeah, it does prevent you from polishing your your, your craft and becoming a seasoned musician. I'm so glad that
0: there's still that component, that you still have these bands touring, yeah. even if they're on their last legs. To see Guns N' Roses is an experience. No, no, of course. Yeah. But,
1: but, I mean, the thing that saddens me is that they sound more like a cover band of their former selves <laughs> well yeah I mean, that's, that's you know that's a good point yeah I mean and that's that's really like that's the band that changed my life instantly I was 8 I was 8 years old when I was exposed to, the, to, to, to that band I, I was in my older cousin's bedroom and he was studying for his official exams he was 10 years older than me mm. and I heard something I was I had been exposed to music before yeah. right but I had never heard anything like that like yeah. that 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 voice and those guitars. I didn't even know the difference between a bass guitar, a lead guitar, a rhythm right. guitar. You just hear sounds. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I was like, what
1: the fuck is this? Yeah. And I go to my cousin, I say, what is this? And he, he takes a piece of paper and he writes down Guns N' Roses, use your illusion. And I go to the tape store, I buy it, I go home. And I instantly knew yeah. that I'm just not gonna be a banker. Like, I don't know, <laughs> but like, my, my, my life changed instantly 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 i and then later when i heard ozzy's voice i was so terrified by it and Mm -hmm. but at the same time so drawn to it yeah yeah, yeah. i was like i i'm scared of this but i want in i don't know what it is (laughs) but it's it's so magnifying it's uh uh, um there's
0: something very innocent about that too yeah oh yeah it's when you're very young yeah yeah, just being exposed to what is so powerful and and and
1: then it, it lives in you forever. You know, every first time is the last time. <laughs> it's terrible. This yeah. is f- so tragic. It yeah. makes me so sad that you can never recreate. You know what I do sometimes? I go on the internet and I watch reaction videos. 14-year-old oh. uh, <laughs> hip-hop fan listens to Guns N' Roses for the right, first time. Right. And I just try to vicariously relive <laughs> that through them. I'm like, I want to see his reaction. And it's, it's fucking insane. The guys are like, what? Yeah. They, they can't believe that... That this exists, that this is true, that 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 this is real. They're like, how did I not know about this before? And it's amazing watching them because that's the exact reaction I had when I was a kid. So, no, if yeah. if uh, people still relate if they if, if they're exposed to it, uh, because it's so visceral and it you know we're all human. It doesn't matter what year you're born, it's it will still talk to you. And that's why when you said uh, you're worried about us sounding old, I
0: think it's it's not so much old. It's that we just remember really different world it's a different world yeah. it's a different world exactly yeah and it's not that long ago
1: yeah and wh- I mean I think I guess the the only way not to sound old or be like <laughs> we, we we don't get credit for it it's just that we did not have the same options that people had so uh, right. that people yeah. have today sorry people like you said now you can skip before you had to sit with the record and you would like you said we would know these records intimately and we would be we were fans and by fans mean I mean like if you you know we had gangs like if you like this band or this style you didn't talk to the people who like the other stuff things like that now when I was talking to a friend of mine who teaches uh, the guitar Hmm. and he was telling me and this is a cool story uh, I mean a revealing story yeah he was telling me about the difference with students he used to get in the late 90s early 2000s versus students he gets now
0: late 90s. Okay, so really our generation and... Yeah, Yeah. 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 and now, because he's a bit older.
1: Um, And he was telling me that back then, I mean, the way he's used to it is that a kid would come to him and say, I want to learn the guitar. Um, And, you know, the the guitar teacher would say, well, okay, what are you into? And the guy would say, well, you know, I'm into um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm into Jimi Hendrix, I'm into uh, Ozzy Osbourne, I'm into whatever, something. Now, it's... It's not that it doesn't exist, but it's more and more rare because most of them would come not knowing what they really like, so uh, so they'll have a playlist. So mm-hmm. he'd tell them, What are you yeah. into? Yeah. And they'd say, Well, I don't know, I have this playlist, I like these songs. R- the and rock it would be every, not just it would be everything. everything. So many things. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. yeah, most I mean if they're interested in guitars so would hmm. be guitar. But Without any knowledge anything sometimes they don't even know the artist's name they just know the song right you know yeah. so uh, the, the again the, the relationship is very different with yeah. with between consumer and music well it's, it's called consumer now before it was a fan I think right. <laughs> yeah yeah but
0: then i I don't know why I'm just nostalgic for the way it was, and I think that may, every, maybe every generation goes through something like this but oh definitely yeah, but ours is a bit profound because it's just we we did not have we we didn't have
1: access to that yeah so we we didn't have this that's why I say we don't take take credit for it but the fact that we did not have as many options the fact that we were forced to get bored yes yeah and boredom is amazing boredom is the best thing I can think of and by boredom I mean to sit (laughs) and have to (laughs) figure it out between you and yourself I don't know how to get bored people I don't know because I'm so used to sitting on my own how can you get bored? You're always having thoughts. You're thinking about something. You're making up things, things in your mind. You're trying to solve a riddle or somewhere of something. So I, uh, I think that's a luxury and I think it's a lost art yeah, uh, and learning how to be bored and sit with a record. And uh, you know,
0: I think also boredom is how you get work done and yeah. your art comes out from it. Yeah. Imagination. Yeah. So we don't, I don't think we have much imagination anymore. Yeah. But without sounding too dinosaurish, um, <laughs> I'm just going to emphasize it for people listening. So the, the album is Heart Rage Hotel, and it comes out in January?
1: Yeah, hopefully end of January. End yeah. of January, yeah. okay. Regardless, these two
0: tracks, Heaven Only Knows and, and Smithereens, they're, they're going to be embedded in the track. Clips of the videos as well, because I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the old-fashioned music video.
1: I'm glad to hear that, man. And
0: I, I'm, I know that the effort was put into it, so I appreciate that. Um, we are both talking about things that are universal to a degree I mean everyone on planet earth has gone through this technological shift yeah yet we're in the country that has gone a completely different direction than most uh, countries we probably have lived in I mean I don't think of any other country that has been as tragically uh, what the word is anymore whatever this is at the moment Affected,
1: affected uh, yeah. redirected? redirected, destroyed.
0: I no, I, like I like the more neutral redirected, redirected.
1: Yeah, then gone astray, gone astray than Lebanon. Yeah, but
0: we both have stayed during really what is probably the most painful period yeah. of Lebanese history, at least for our generation. And does your art benefit from being here? Even when, even when the subject is not part of the story, even when Lebanon is not what you're singing about. But do you find that this is the better backdrop for an artist?
1: No, no, not at all.
0: And can we go into why you for yourself, why it may be negative? Because I do find that it has negatively impacted me, but it also has brought out some very important things that wouldn't have happened.
1: But let's let's go into the negative. Why is it not? Uh, because when, um, if you want to create, you have to have enough headspace, and uh, free headspace, mm. uh, meaning that you don't, you can't be worrying about problems of survival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is most likely how art. Like the guy who was in the cave painting, that was <laughs> the guy who had nothing to do because everybody else was hunting and he was probably injured. Right. And he yeah. had time on his hands, so he, <laughs> he he didn't have to worry about survival, about solving survi- problems related to survival. Mm. So he started painting. Yeah, you're, you're, you know. So if you're uh, like, for example, I I spent all of July, August, really trying to figure out elec- the electricity situation, and I was going insane. Yeah. I did not have the only the only the only twelve hours of creativity and of artistic productivity i had for two months uh, that last summer yes when we shot the video to smithereens between one day between one night between 6 p.m and 6 a.m right that was it the rest of the time i was just trying to solve very basic problems that our ancestors worked so hard (laughs) so that we never have to deal with them again i was listening that
0: caveman he's like (laughs) i was listening to
1: the radio today i was in my car listening to the radio and there was an advertisement for a hotel. I'm not gonna mention the hotel or the, 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 the station because it's irrelevant. Yeah. But you know what the advertisement said? Oh no. It said, Do you want electricity? Yeah. Do you want internet? Come to Ronnie's hotel. This is or the level. Smartville. This is the level <laughs> we're playing at. Yeah. So <laughs> this can't be good. If, if you're an artist and having to deal with this, and I don't like it. Like I, I I'm, I'm, my wife will tell you, like I'm, I'm somebody who will call a guy to come change the light bulb. I don't want to deal with these things. I, and I'm not, I didn't, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not spoiled. I didn't grow up rich, nothing like that. But I just, there's a lot of things that I can do without, I don't want to deal with it. And so I'm answering, I'm still answering your question. Mm-hmm. The country doesn't help. I want to be somewhere where I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. And I just want to be free to do what I do. Now, the positive part is that if I were, let's say that if I were to move to London now, or to Paris, yeah. I can only afford being in a 30 or 40 square meter with thin walls like this, mm-hmm. not being allowed to make noise after 9 p.m. or what, or, and I don't know what. Here, I have my own fucking recording studio at home. Yeah. So I do have, Lebanon brings you a lot of comfort in terms mm-hmm. of living spaces, in terms of affordable living spaces, and things like that. So yeah. as an artist, I have it much easier than a lot of my peers in Europe who don't have the same kind of setup, for example. I can make music all night yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fully equipped recording studio with, with everything I need. And I play all the instruments, so I'm there. You know. So this is something, one of the positives that I have about Lebanon that I would not have elsewhere unless I was much richer than I actually am. But, um, but what about the stress? Doesn't the stress fuel any creativity?
0: No. 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 Oh, it's, it's really
1: interesting. I, I would have expected no, Not that kind of stress. Like, mm-hmm. what fuels my creativity is really, to go back to something we mentioned very early in, in, uh, in this talk, is uh, very intimate miseries. Like, really just heartbreaks, uh, longing, uh, 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 being terrified of aging. I, I hate it. Like, I have a very difficult time with it, okay? Uh, and it terrifies me. Uh, 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 regret, being angry at yourself, uh, things like that. So it's negative emotions, mm-hmm. but it, it the, to me at least they're not related to the socio-political situation. Like it, th- this on the contrary, it pisses me off. So yeah, I, it, whenever I see yeah. one of these guys on television waving their fingers and talking, it pisses me off because in my head, how is. How is my everyday life and well-being affected by that guy's mood swings? Like, how is that fair? I want no part of that. I didn't sign up for this. I don't want that. So it makes me angry. It doesn't make me creative at all.
0: No, I'm, I mean, I, I don't want to sound stupid. So you tell me if this is going way too far. But you're, the month of July, you're dealing with a nightmare. You're trying to get just enough electricity... Probably to just live a, a, a reasonable Quasi-normal situation. Quasi-normal life. Quasi-normal. Also, probably you want to record. Yeah. You need electricity. Right? Yeah. So you're, you're, you're navigating somewhere between 8 to 12 hours of electricity a day, at best 12 hours. And it's it's painful in Beirut in July. Nobody wants to be uh, in the sweat, in the misery, and suffering Add to that everything else that's happening. Electricity almost seems like it's the not always the most important thing. That there's worse things happening, but electricity is fundamental. Doesn't that channel any sort of? I mean, isn't there enough misery there for there to be a song? It doesn't. It's obviously, not a song about the generator. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a song about yeah yeah but i mean just the the emotions like no no
1: most likely you're right indirectly mm-hmm. i mean the album is entitled heart rage hotel well, that's why i was kind of yeah. curious
0: yeah I'm, is, I'm assuming this is the indirectly, indirectly most.
1: You, you're probably right mm. no no in all honesty yeah like I, I don't actively consciously feel that i'm inspired by any of it but definitely the the, the bent up uh, uh frustration attention anger uh yeah, you can probably definitely, will hear it on the record, I mean. Okay, yeah. so it's
0: really, it's just the, it's adding to the anger, but it's not necessarily the source. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. That's interesting. You know, I I would assume, I guess that it's funny, I always think, oh, this is what happens to all of us. But no, we all relate to this story differently. Mm-hmm. And it, it, sometimes it hits us in, in bad ways, in different ways. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you my side my negativity has got to do with everything you are just describing about TV. When you turn it on and you see the idiots that you know have no place in this country and they're the ones with, with leverage.
1: They're deciding everything for me and for you and for yes. everybody else.
0: And, and we, I mean, very few say anything reasonable. So even on a good day, their, uh, their best statements are bad. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing there that's good. But that, does two things to me. It motivates me to actually say something about it or write something about it or challenge them in a very limited way. But it gives me that spark. Um, It also drives me insane. So it does both. But I don't think watching them abroad gives me that emotion
1: watching them abroad yeah so when when i when i travel oh and i when you're not here you're not here yeah
0: and this is a feeling it's almost like the moment i get on the plane and i'm leaving they don't matter yeah what wali blood says is gone yeah how samir jaja reacts is gone even this sort of big name bigger than life hassan nasrallah he doesn't affect me when I leave. Yeah, it's all here, and the emotion doesn't work there, and the story doesn't come out right. And I think somehow it's almost like you have to live in it. And I don't. I don't know. I maybe mean, it's a. Maybe it's a bit sort of too subjective. But these characters mean nothing to me when I leave. Yeah. Yet they mean everything to me here.
1: Yeah. Well, because their every mood swing affects you in one way or another here. Yeah, it right. It does, yeah. on a very basic level. Yeah. Like, just on, you know, the, the garbage, the electricity, the, the everything. Yeah. And that, to me, that's, that's the, the, the infuriating part. Mm, yeah. how, how am I dependent on that? Like, where do I sign out? Like, I don't... I want to stay here. And, you know, one of the reasons uh, uh, I'm not leaving is because I'm still refusing... Being kicked out. Mm. I, I'm stubborn. I don't, I'm not gonna let you kick me out. You're making that choice by it's a you. you I'm not fine with leaving knowing that I'm kicked out. Yeah. I, because I feel that they're doing everything they can to kick me out.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm literally being told every day this is not yours. There's nothing for you here. Why are you still here? Just go.
0: By, by I'm guessing by gonna, friends, right? Huh? And by, by close ones. I'm I'm guessing, people say this to you regularly.
1: I'm, I'm no, I'm talking about the system. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. that that's the, the system itself. Yeah. is what's communicating to to all of us. Mm, mm. That the, the 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 people like you and me and people who want nothing to do with their thing, nothing yeah. to do with their grand slogans, and nothing to do with their imaginary wars nothing to do with any of that people yeah. who just want to have, have, live a decent life in a um, reasonably functional place and be able to, to do things you know it's not much to ask by the way we're not asking for much yeah um <laughs> it's very basic we're being told every day that this is not for you you know we're back to being There's not now there's a lot of investment to be made in Lebanon again, because there's nothing like, you know, out of 8000 restaurants, 4000 closed. There's no more nightclubs, no more like uh, so. There's a lot to be done from scratch. But Mm. who wants to do it? Nobody wants to do it because like, where am I building uh, uh, this, you know, after the second independence uh, in the mid 2000s, when the Syrians left, Thank you. Which is thank the, you. The independence. This
0: is why. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I know I'm <laughs> not. I told myself I would not talk about this. I want to talk about it just because you brought it up. Thank you,
1: Rubia, Thank but, you. But of... of, of I mean no no no. For what me, else is it?
0: You said it without even hesitating, and I know that you believe that.
1: Oh no no. In, in my head, that's where in my mind. This is when I celebrate the independence. So with your permission, mm-hmm. we are gonna get back to this. Yeah,
0: I I want to talk about this because. I, I can feel it sometimes that people are not a, not afraid to say the truth. And I think you're comfortable at saying the truth. And I, I just that is something I want to go into with. you. Yeah, we can. So we'll, we'll go back just to that little yeah, independence yeah. moment. Yeah. Thank you for that.
1: Oh, no. Well, I'm <laughs> it's the only politics I will. I will. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share um, personal yeah. thoughts and truths and experiences yeah. related to that. I mean, no problem there. Um, but what I was saying is that after that and until, you know, the mid late 2000s, right before Thora, basically when yes. really things started to get bad, yeah. I feel that we all lived like b- we built a bubble for ourselves and lived through this illusion that, you know, with all its flaws, this country in Beirut was still okay, a decent place to live. Yeah. and so. We built so many things. There were so many things that opened, so many art galleries, so many uh, uh, initiatives, so many uh, venues, so many concert venues, so many.
0: Creativity, uh, real creativity.
1: A a lot. Yeah. The music scene was blooming, even though I wasn't part of it anymore. At some point in the late, I mean, early 2010s, I stopped, but a lot was happening. And now, going back to this feeling of betrayal, it's like, that was never yours, you know. You were you you were there in your own bubble, but no, no, no. And most people. This is the biggest wave of emigration since the the, the civil war. Yeah. Most people are gone. Yeah. Most of my friends are gone.
0: I think it's about four hundred thousand people in the last two years.
1: I found myself two weeks ago sitting at home, alone. That was I was alone. And not knowing who to call to hang out with. (laughs) This has never happened to me in this country. (laughs) Never. But there was not one person that I actively wanted to see who was here. And then your wife was like, Hello. Oh no, she (laughs) wasn't she (laughs) was away (laughs) too. (laughs) Then I was alone, she was away (laughs) too. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Oh right. (laughs) Let's let's hang out. Oh no. She was in Marseille.
0: Oh there you go, yeah. Uh, No but but okay so you've you found a way to independence is the right word I was here you were here we know what it I, I'm assuming you were here because you wouldn't have I think said independence so I mean
1: when it when the big demonstrations happened or even, I wasn't here you weren't here oh, no okay no I was in France you were in France yeah. okay
0: but that's that's even more interesting for me because I
1: okay I came back in the summer.
0: Of 2005? Yeah. Okay, so you had at least knew what had happened, and you knew enough of what had happened.
1: Uh, I. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. And, um, yeah, 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 of course. Rabia, I need to <laughs> fix my posture
0: for this one. You've, you've, you've He's made, getting excited. <laughs> I, you've made a shitty week into such a lovely... You've, you've corrected so many hours of incorrect back and forth and now it's correct yes nobody should be ashamed of it either and I think too many that are steering the ship at least in terms of persuasion and uh, narrative or trying to explain the tragedy yeah they willfully ignore that that was a magical moment
1: yeah
0: nothing to be ashamed of yeah and I get lost in people that... This is not necessarily us only. It can be visiting dignitaries or whatever. Anyone with leverage in the story or influence, that they write it off as something that was on par, sort of like, a, well, you have a March 8 issue and then you had the March 14 issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they s- politicize it and it becomes just these two parties... Uh, coalitions of parties against each other. That's it.
0: And they say, this is the one thing that I... They say, we don't want to be either that or that. Either March 8th or March 14th. And I think what they're saying is that they don't want to be what they turned out to be.
1: Yeah, they don't want to associate with the parties that turned out brandishing the flag of March 14th. That's what it means.
0: But they ignore that that was a real attempt at getting things right. Yeah. And it's more than a protest, more than any... It was an independence movement.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, but but uh, uh, um, this happens a lot uh, with the like it happens. It certainly happens with somebody that you've hosted, by the way, with like like Sami Jmail, you know, when you have a lot of people who say who don't want to associate with him or the Kataib because of particular events during the civil war. Right but and i understand his frustration because a lot of them are like but why doesn't he let go of the party and changes the party or whatever Yeah. but his argument which is a very fair argument is the party is not just about that negative point that you're talking about there's yeah. history there's uh there's a glory there's accomplishments there's a struggle to the party and i'm yes. not willing to just turn my back on it because of something that happened the, something bad that happened in a context of war when yeah. A lot, nothing good was happening anyway so i fully understand that the peop, the, the the uh but th- this brings us back to something we were talking about earlier which is the death of nuance yes you know yeah it's either this or that if you i don't know like if if either with if, October 17 or against yeah, it yeah and by saying you you're reflecting
0: on March 14 you've surrendered the principles for the revolution that's it that's
1: that's it no no room no room for nuance no room for middle grounds if you're i don't know if you're like uh you're supposed to not like for example donald trump and donald trump says something that sounds reasonable and you agree with it you say oh i agree with what he (laughs) says automatically you're labeled like a trump supporter right you know yeah but this is everywhere
0: i'd like to think march 14 was so much better than Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. I was giving an example. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's something about, I think it may be an age gap, maybe, that, and it could also be that people that just
1: don't, we're not here, they don't know it. But, but, but also, yeah. most people, and you know, the, one, this is one of the main problems in Lebanon, by the way,
0: hmm.
1: agreeing on who our enemies are. And so so when 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 you have half of the country that considers that we have two enemies, mm. we have Israel mm. and at, at least Assad, Syria. Yeah. And on the other hand, the other half of the country that considers that no, Lebanon has only one enemy, which is Israel and the other is yeah. a sister. That's a problem. People who did not grow up under the humiliation Of the post-war Syrian occupations exactly so who did not go through that trauma yeah Uh, so they don't really measure the gravity uh, of that occupation and the importance of the events on March 14th basically
0: so that build-up is what they missed out on yeah and I think that's where the disagreements come in because I it's almost I live in this world if you defend the principles of March 14, you're losing half of your audience.
1: Yeah, because you're either Uwit or Mustabal, right? Yeah, right? yeah.
0: And even though 16 years ago, we didn't think of those names the way we do now. Yeah. I mean, you, if you say uh, since 1930-whatever, 1930, 1936 until today, you take any decade, you say that name, it'll bring up different yeah, reactions, course, of right? of course same applies i think anything if you yeah. say mr but if you say look, you can say any name in this country and depending on where when it is it'll bring up something else we did right. not have this anti-establishment right. sentiment 16 years ago right but i think it's a misunderstanding because there's something wrong if you can't at least appreciate the attempts that were made before and it's our generation too yeah it's not just our parents we were there too um i think if you can't build on what was tried before this really is a lost cause because i don't i see no shame in standing up for this country's independence yet it almost seems sacrilegious sometimes to say it yeah they're like no you have to talk about other things first I, i i think I think 2005 was exactly how you said it, an independence movement. Yeah, it was. I mean, to me,
1: it is a second independence. Yeah. And that's the one that I relate to because I was here. Yeah. I don't relate to the one in 43. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Uh, exactly. I I studied it (laughs) in history books. That's actually well said. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I was here. I was here uh, not physically at the protests, but I was here and it was part of my life. I was watching it every day on television. I was talking to my friends who were yes. all activists on the ground, yeah, and when I came back in the summer, it was a different Lebanon
0: even though the bad stuff had already started, but it was a better place than January two
1: thousand five yeah, 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 yeah,
0: and I think that that's something that just should not be ignored. I'm glad you said it. It's rare for me to hear
1: this unexpectedly and Lebanon in the 90s was super gloomy. It was dark. When did People you leave? When, when did, uh, 2002, 2002, I couldn't wait to leave. Yeah, like yeah. So, I felt I felt oppressed every day.
0: Where did you live in 2000? When, when did, where were you living before you left the country? Junior, Junior. Oh, Okay, so I know I think uh, there were. I, I remember every time we crossed the checkpoint. Heading north, so just past Jbeil, yeah. that Mukhabarat yeah. checkpoint. All the checkpoints on the old road. And then if you go a little earlier, the checkpoints that were in Beirut. I mean, you had to
1: know what it was like to live here and be afraid. Dude, they used to come wake us up at 6 a.m. in the morning knock on our doors, walk in with guns, and my father had to hide in the attic. This has happened to us so many times. They would go in, push us around, search the whole house. M- my father was not allowed to have a passport for y- until post 2005. Uh, uh, one morning, I remember, we had a, I had a basketball game with the school and I was one of the better players on that, on the, on that team. I scored two because an hour before the game, I had just gone through that experience of them coming to the house again to search the house and to look for my dad. like it's I I'm having shivers talking about if it If you
0: don't mind me asking and I can remove it if if you don't want yeah is it related to anti-syria yeah my father was a wit he wasn't a wit yeah okay, he was so a,
1: ca- a captain yeah so think. He's he's not a wit anymore right he's a pr- not at all
0: I'm I'm very happy yeah. you're saying this because it's important to for anyone who talks about that group criticize as much as you want criticize the wit
1: as much as you want in 2004 that party was still banned but that's what I mean yeah when we so in, in 2005 when I came back I don't know how to say it without it sounding wrong because Somebody somewhere is going to link it and probably say that, Oh, well, I'm Uit. I'm not. I don't give a shit. I would not vote Uit. Neither will my dad, by the way, who is completely opposed to Samir Raja. But no, no, no. But usually it's either or. <laughs> I, know, I was going
0: say like, oh no, <laughs> uh, because gonna, no. But but, but you're right. Gonna, What's
1: yeah. the, There's no Aounist ideology. It's usually uh, yeah, just Bashir supporter who hates Samir Jaja. Right, that's exactly, what it is. Yeah. That's all that's there is. True. That's the, that's the depth of <laughs> right. of, uh, of the Aounist ideology. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. We, uh, no, we're Christians. Uh, w- <laughs> who's right. the second best? We'll go for this guy. No, no,
0: but it's it's. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it, yes, you're describing a moment where this party is not a. They're, ban, they're banned. So
1: Simsha is in jail. But that's what I said. When I said it's a different Lebanon for me. Coming back to a country where all of a sudden people could brandish the flag,
0: yes, exactly,
1: was absolutely insane. Yeah, because you have to understand on what visceral level this pokes me. You know, I grew up in that environment, in that, uh, b- b- persecution being proper persecution. I'm telling you, man, like knocking on doors at random hours to come and like fetch him. We would have to call people all the time to get him out of jail and things like that. Like it was not good. And to come back and see that all of a sudden people are allowed to brandish this flag man, that was intense. That was that was that was uh, ironically a liberating feeling, even if it's a flag, I would never brandish now. But I'm not for anything being banned. Yeah, I'm for every flag being uh, uh, now you have parties who beat you up if you're carrying the Lebanese flag. That's true. Yeah, that's the problem.
0: But I like your, your you've got that perspective. Where you grew up in this country knowing what it was like and theref- therefore these are not all toxic names right now for the reasons i think too many subscribe i i, I think it's unfair to treat everyone that was yearning for lebanon that they could fly the white flag for example treating them as part of the problem yeah there's there's a real un- misunderstanding yeah. i think it's yeah. a pure pure almost like a
1: An extremist way of looking at it. But But of course, that's the polarized end of nuance thing I'm talking about. Because I'm telling you, I'm almost certain. Yeah. If uh, you keep this part in the podcast and somebody Mm -hmm. will hear it, I am a 100% sure there will be an idiot saying, oh, this guy is Uwet. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just giving autobiographical facts. Yes. I grew up in an Uit household, just like everybody in this country grew up in a something household. Mm -hmm. I do not identify with the party I do not vote for its members it's that's all I can say but I'm not gonna deny my past I'm not gonna hide from it I'm not I'm not ashamed of anything I'm not a you know and also not ashamed that there was a time
0: in your life where this party was being treated like a criminal organization by the Syrian regime yeah and they were intimidating Lebanese and this was an
1: unjust an unjust reality, but, but that's partly why I could, I told you I grew up hating the country. I couldn't wait yeah. to leave. Yeah, 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 To me, Lebanon was oppression.
0: Yeah,
1: feel it every day. That's why I'm saying you, the '90s were horrible here. Horrible. The only escape we had was, uh, 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 you know, you know, pe- had- pe- pe- people wonder why 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 there was like a heroin epidemic uh, in the '90s. What do, you, what do you want kids to do then? Yeah. You're in the, you're in, in, in the nineties in, uh, Wayne where like, you're literally the, the, that community that's, completely cornered and like, yeah. you can't do anything, you know? This
0: was, I think the one side of the story that people just don't appreciate. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And they're unfair to, I think anyone that still wants to reflect. Yeah. And I, I lose I lose I think uh, I think I lose patience sometimes when there's that absolutist way of looking at things like you know you just have to start from October 17 2019 can't look back I think you
1: have to look back Who thinks like that? Children, oh, but children, children. It's it's a such there's such an infantilization of culture in general in the world, and you see it here. Yeah. Who thinks without nuance? Who thinks in terms of good? evil only bad person good person you know, these are the kids tales the yeah. two-dimensional characters yeah with no depth no complexity oh this you think like this so you're evil if you think like that you're good this is how children think so what if the children are in their 30s yeah i don't know how to, i don't know what to do i
0: what if the children are uh, ambassadors yeah and then the children are offering uh, their own version of events that you know in your heart is false. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do other than just try to keep reminding people. Yeah. That good people tried. Yeah. And what you're calling bad is not bad the way you describe it. Yeah.
1: I, 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 I you know, I, I've said this on um, the, the, the other uh, podcast when I said that. Uh, it's so that puerile way of looking at our parents generation and say, oh, you guys were bad people. You did the war. Exactly. Who thinks like that other yeah. you, know, you have to be a child to think like that. These were people <laughs> defending their households, yeah. defending their from all across Lebanon, all parties. I'm really talking about yes. all parties yeah. here. Yeah, they were people who didn't know any better. They were told there's a threat and a lot of times there was an actual threat. They had to defend themselves. This is what happened. Does it justify it? No, it explains it. Explaining does not mean justify. Justify means make it just. This is not just, but it's explainable. It explains it so you can understand why this happens and you have to acknowledge it so you don't repeat it. You can't just rebuff it as, oh, well, no, they were evil. We're better. What do you mean? uh, Hannah Arendt wrote about the banality of evil. That's true.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. Now, see, now there comes the philosophy card.
1: But I mean, but, but <laughs> e- even the, the 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 worst crimes in in human history, like the Nazi crimes, were committed by banal, normal bureaucrats. Yep, that's true. Because put in a favorable context, this is how these people behaved. Yes. And if we don't acknowledge that and just say oh no, you know, there's good people and evil people in the world and hopefully the good people will take over. Well, good luck with your fairy tale, man. That's all I can tell you.
0: This gray between the black and the white is where I live. yeah. And I get very turned off when, uh, when there's absolutists. Me too. And especially when they have leverage. Because I think this country, uh, if you blame Lebanese for who they are, and if you blame Lebanese for where we reached and you blame everyone that tried to do something pre October 17, 2019. You're blaming everybody. Yeah. There's nothing I, I and I still have this uh, very soft spot for October 17. I still think that that, that is just a uh, it's a very it's a very louder March 14. Yeah. And I don't think it's wrong to say that. Yeah. And when I don't want to divorce them. Yeah. I think it's the same root desire. Even though it's not independence right now, but maybe that is what it is at the end of the day,
1: without us saying it on the streets all the well, time. It, it, it is not, not independence from a, a, a physical military occupation, but yeah. we're quite close to that. Very close. Very close to that, man. Very yeah. close to that. So I've taken a lot of your time to be. I just want
0: to wrap it up with, uh, with a, hmm, a bittersweet ode to, to a few things. First, uh, from my side, uh, I'm glad you're doing things that I think are quite uh, eclectic yeah. and they're on your terms. So you create music yes. on your terms. Yeah. You whispered earlier that you may be finishing a book that you almost threw away, that you're perhaps writing again yeah. on your terms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing you lecture because you enjoy the the, the whole experience yeah. and I'm probably if you didn't like it you probably wouldn't be doing it yeah um, and I think there's a lot of individuality that uh, I admire and groups in general are not something I look at I like yeah. I like complicated uh, people complicated stories so for me knowing that you're still here allows me to remember I'm not so alone in that mess. That's one thing. The second thing. Black. Oh, you are wearing all black. So yeah. am I.
1: I only have black you clothes. Have black. Yeah. yeah,
0: good. Yeah. That's number two. I have. I, I appreciate <laughs> this. Number three, the long hair. Sure. <laughs> We're, uh, We're okay. Uh, if you can sort of project a bit, knowing that it's not It's not too bright right now and that we're going to be in this mess for quite some time. Can you see how your life evolves in this country? You're married. Yeah. You have taken that that step. And can you imagine having a better life here in the years to come? Because I I
1: don't. I don't. And it it kills me, but I don't. Yeah. I I, I don't... um, I think that we're all clinging on to whatever can give us a, a tinge of hope, like elections, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also volatile, and it's—I uh, don't—I don't see it. I just don't know. And I, I, I'm not saying it's—it's it, it's gonna be horrible throughout, uh, but. It's a terrible position to be in because I really don't know. Like, I know nothing. I I don't know what next month is going to be like. Yeah, right. And I think it's going to be like this for a while. Yeah. And I'm not sure how healthy this is. Uh, so, for everybody. Uh, living, you know, you, you can live in a country where you know exactly that the bus will come at 8.02 in the morning. That's true. And here you're in a country where you don't know if there's going to be a war in the afternoon or not right let alone in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> that's true so i don't know i i, I don't know
0: but I'm, I'm assuming i'm assuming that you're sticking it out regardless i can still get out oh, you're sticking it out then i'm you're sticking it out yeah.
1: well as long as it's livable yeah i don't know I, i'm not even sure how to define livable anymore because in some standards it's not livable anymore Yeah uh as long as i'm still able to do what i do as long as my wife is, still has her 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 uh, social enterprise and it's working as long as we don't have to close shop basically we're here and again I, i'm not i'm not too uh, eager to uh, even if the opportunity came i'm not actively looking to leave because i don't want to leave my parents alone my brother is professional boxer in the states my sister Medine lives in right? Dubai. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 am here with them now. Like I, 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 don't see them a lot, but I try. <laughs> once a week
0: is good. Oh, that's more than enough. Yeah, <laughs> once a week is good. Once a,
1: you're a great son. Sometimes twice, if they come to Beirut, that's you know.
0: No, you're, you're, a, you're a very, very good child. Thank you. <laughs> I see my mom once a week, and she's okay. complaining. I'm like, no, that's healthy. That's good. <laughs> twice a week wouldn't work anymore no no but i i hope for selfish reasons again that you stick around i i, I will fade away with this country and um i'd like to see you play live that yeah, would be a too. treat yeah. yeah me too. without our masks when this is all past us yeah yeah so rabia thank you for spending your friday night i know you probably had a thousand better things to do uh it means a lot to catch up it also means a lot to do this the day the single comes out heaven only knows so it'll be in the episode and I look forward to the full record yeah in late January uh, keep doing everything you do I'm glad we finally got the chance to catch up
1: thanks so much for having me and uh, I told you I had a fantastic time reconnecting with you and having this conversation with or without the cameras I really had a blast, and they're still recording. So no, I don't have. I didn't have a thousand better things to do. I'm, oh, that good. That's the thing I wanted to do. So. Excellent. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> you, you fixed my week. There you go. <laughs> we should do this every week. With pleasure. <laughs> ah, the whole politics,
0: Rabia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rabia. Thank you, you. Thanks for listening and watching, and a friendly reminder to support this podcast by contributing through Patreon or PayPal. All links are in the details box. Until next time, I'm Rani Shattar, and this is the Beirut Banyan.